What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Mile in the Dilemma. It's Andre here. Um, my co-host Aaron couldn't make it this episode, unfortunately. Um, a lot of things happening this past month, you know, with all the winter weather, um, and then just general life things that unfortunately happen. Um, so just keep my boy in your thoughts. He's doing well. And we will be back as a team next episode. But I'm just going to give you guys a little something, something. Uh, since we weren't really consistent in the month of February, I'm just going to give you a, cl- a little closeout pod for the month. But uh, today is March 1st. So I'm going to do my little February wrap up here. Uh, so let's get started then. This was this came out recently, uh, toward the end of February, that the Virginia General Assembly voted to pass legalization of recreational marijuana and retail sales to start in 2024. Now, when I first saw the headline, it's kind of, you know, that's a that's a big deal coming from a commonwealth state like like Virginia. Um, but but with laws like this, there are a lot of channels and a lot of levels and and laws and legislation to still be deliberated on with everything that comes with legalizing it. So you got uh, things, you know, about controls and penalties and how it will be distributed. Uh, the General Assembly will meet again next year to to discuss the, the fine-tuning of all the legislation that will go into it. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Um, and there, there's a lot of controversy that goes with it as well especially dealing with social justice issues. It kind of poses the question of how people who were previously charged for possession will be handled once the legislation passed and how future amendments to to the legislation being presented will stop um, the targeting of, of black people and people of color who who are usually targeted for possession charges and things that go along with marijuana. So um, it's it's positive to see that that things like this are happening. Hopefully, this can become positive for everyone and allow everyone to prosper instead of this just kind of being uh, a business um, oriented law where one side of it is uh, white people profiting off the businesses and on the other end of it is black people suffering for for the same things that they have been suffering for. So let's look out for this in the future and see and see how this how it works. Uh like I said, the General Assembly will be meeting again next year to to fine tune the the laws and the the regulations that are gonna go with the legalization. Um yeah I'm personally gonna keep my eye on this and and keep you guys updated for future. So let's move on to the next thing. I, I kind of wanted to go over uh, Judas and the Black Messiah was released a couple weeks ago. Um, I want to say around mid-February. Just an amazing film. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out on HBO Max. Yes, I got an HBO Max login for those who have followed and 
known that I wanted to log in to, to start watching all these amazing movies that they're dropping. Um, let's start with the cast. The cast was, was just amazing. Lakeith Stanfield killed his role. Uh, Daniel Kalua, uh, he, I, he's got to get a nomination for, for that, for his portrayal of Fred Hampton. Man, it was just a it was just a good good movie to watch, especially at the time. And it's crazy how the the issues and the the things that they were fighting for back in the in the sixties and in in the height of the Black Panther Party are still being being fought for this very day. Uh, that just kind of goes to show how far we still have to go for for equality and equity for everyone. But I'm gonna get back to the movie. Uh, like I said, the cast was amazing. If you don't really know what the story is about, it basically is the story of Fred Hampton, who was the chairman of the Black Panther Party in uh, Chicago, I believe. Um, so it's, it shows his 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 rise and his influence of of this chapter in that city and in the Black Panther Party all around, and how he was networking and trying to to further push the envelope and help black people. And it shows on the flip side, the story of William O'Neill, who was working for the FBI to infiltrate the Black Panther Party, and which ultimately led to Hampton's unfortunate demise. Now, there was an interview with O'Neill back in the 90s where he basically sold himself out and admitted to helping the FBI kill Fred Hampton. And later when the the interview aired, he committed suicide. Um that guilt just ate him ate him up after he admitted to that and which rightfully so <clears throat> I believe. All around great movie. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out on HBO Max. I'm not sure how long it's on there. I don't think it's supposed to be on there forever um but please go check that out since this is kind of a february wrap-up there there are plenty of topics i can i can talk about but i'm just kind of kind of keep it short just a quick shout out to everyone in texas who was was affected by the winter weather my prayers and condolences go out to you uh hopefully you guys are on a better better route currently and hopefully y'all get some some leaders that would would want to help the people in their community down there. Hopefully your y'all's eyes have been opened to to what people really care about. Uh, I could talk about the the gorilla glue hair girl, but I don't really want to get <laughs> wrapped up in any of that nonsense. I'm, <laughs> I don't really care about that. Uh, but Daft Punk did break up a couple of weeks ago and that headline was kind of out of nowhere. Um, I don't know when the last time I've heard anything about Daft Punk, even though I would have loved to hear Daft Punk music. They formed in 93, which which is a long time to be a, a group and create great music and do it at a high level for a long time. Winning multiple Grammys uh, for their album Random Access Memories in the that was released in 2013. Of course, y'all know Get Lucky, like... Daft, Daft Punk has transcended decades, and their music will always be relevant in some form, at least to me. Uh, some of my favorite songs 
Uh, of course, you got the classics. One more time. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Song like Technologic, Aerodynamic. Um, anything off the Tron album. Great soundtrack. Great, 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 great soundtrack. And I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Daft Punk. So big shout out to Daft Punk. Thank you for making such good music for so many years. Uh, I'm about to go blast some Daft Punk after after I get off this. <laughs> so as you guys know, uh, we built the the name of the show, the Molino Dilemma, and we want to each episode kind of have a quote dilemma end quote. That we kind of make center the show around, I want to say. Um, but in this case, dilemma doesn't necessarily mean, you know, a sticky situation or making a tough choice between between two things or, you know, not not a dilemma. It's it's just something that we maybe want to highlight in certain situations that we want to uplift or maybe a certain topic we want to talk about, something controversial, something, anything. Anything that we feel strongly about and that we want to put in the ear of our listeners. So with last month, February, being Black History Month, uh, I kind of wanted to, to, you know, shout out one of the living legends of, of Black History, essentially. Mr. Shelton Jackson Lee, a.k.a. Spike Lee, y'all. Uh, one of my favorite filmmakers, born down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, eventually, him and his family move up to Brooklyn. You know, that's where the New York accent comes from. Uh, he attended Morehouse College, studied communications. As his life went along, he eventually got into film, uh, started making a lot of films. Some of the early ones you got. She's Gotta Have It. That's his feature film. Dropped in 86. But but a lot of people are familiar with, with Spike Lee's work. Some of my favorites are, you know, some of the classics like Crooklyn. I remember watching Crooklyn at a young age. Um, and just the themes that were in that movie that's that were relevant during that time and how how they're still relevant now. Um do the right thing, of course. And my one of my all time favorite, he got game uh, with Denzel Washington and Ray Allen. Man, y'all know nothing about Jesus Shuttleworth, man. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I really just wanted to highlight Spike Lee and and how his films move the meter on portraying the the black perspective and portraying the black struggle. He he constantly made the audience of his films aware and. Gave it from an honest perspective. Um, so yeah, man, I just really wanted to to shout Spike Lee out really quickly, and of course, him being a Knicks fan, one of the biggest, well known Knicks fans on the planet, and them boys are playing basketball right now. So I just want to thank you, Spike Lee, for constantly working hard and pushing the envelope in film and showing the world how how black people are great, how black people are relevant, and how they can continue to do do so. And my man's got snubbed for Oscars for years. He didn't get one until, what, 2018 for Black Klansman? 
Y'all are bugging. Like I said, I really wanted to wanted to keep it short today. I uh, didn't have really too much to go over. I just wanted to come to you guys because it's it's honestly been a while. So if y'all have got any questions, comments, concerns, please, please, please hit us up. Let us know. We will definitely talk about it on the show. Um, And we will get back to you soon. We're going to have the team back. We're going to be stronger than ever, bringing some crazy, crazy stuff to you guys hopefully here soon. But yeah, I'm going to keep this brief. I hope you guys have all been well. Stay blessed, never stressed. And thanks again for listening to The Maladin Lemma. We out.